What's going on, everybody? You're listening to I Think I Know Basketball on the Big Heads Media Network. I'm your boy, Keese. I'm your boy, Kyrie. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure you engage with us on Twitter, Facebook, IG to continue the conversation and let us know what you think, because we think we know basketball. So look, man, the last week that we've talked, the NBA landscape, like it's an ever evolving landscape. Like we know how it is, but man, just injuries are terrible. Like it really has a way of sometimes just robbing some of the joy from the season, you know, of seeing these stars go out there and do their thing every night. And two of them in particular this week, I mean, I'm it's sad. rough. I'm, heart, yeah. I'm heartbroken. I'm heartbroken. Yeah. What, I don't know which one I'm more heartbroken about. Interesting. Because, because one is just like, damn, that's wild. Like, really? Like, this is the first one. And the other one's like, this guy was such a joy to watch. Which one do you think was more, which one do you think affects me more? The LaMelo one, for sure. Yes. I, for sure I thought yeah. it was gonna be mellow. And, and you know, I, I think that it, that's the same for me because here's the thing, like, so so to to recap what we're talking about here, LeBron well, not just James. You, the, whole, the whole NBA world, but yeah, to recap what you're saying. Yeah, a- absolutely. So, so to recap, LeBron James is out indefinitely right now after uh, sustaining a high ankle sprain in a game over the weekend against the Atlanta Hawks. Um, it, it was really, um, you know, I, I actually was, interestingly enough, watching the game when it happened. Um, uh-huh. And it, you know, people were kind of talking about, you know, would Solomon Hill make a dirty play on LeBron? And, and I don't know. I, it, it, it wasn't it wasn't a great play because he just wasn't getting to that ball. LeBron's leg was in the way, but I, I don't believe he did it on purpose or with any kind of malicious intent. It, it wasn't a good play, but I, I don't view I don't view him like that, or I don't view it as as I don't, being yeah. dirty. I didn't view it as I didn't view it as a dirty play or anything like that. It looked like a basketball play to me. I mean, there was a loose ball and. You know, guys were competing for it. Yeah, and you're trying to get the ball. But, you know, what ended up happening is, uh, you know, he hits LeBron at just the wrong time. You know, LeBron just planted his foot. Ankle bends the wrong way. You don't want to see that. And LeBron goes down. And, you know, it's, it's LeBron's gone down before, right? Where yeah. where he, he's been in pain and he gets up and, and he walks it off and he keeps on playing. And it looked After like he was about, about three to- minutes of, like, great acting. You know, like, yeah. I think about... LeBron in the finals, right? In the game seven when they won and they beat the Warriors. And that last When you play, thought his hand was about to fall off because he was so I bad. thought his arm did fall off. If you looked at him, he was rolling around on the floor. Like, what the hell's going on? And that's the acting I was expecting to see here. You know, I thought that he was going to get back up. I mean, he did stay in the game and hit a three-pointer right after. So I thought that it was just, uh, you know, just a little tweak. But you're right. I mean, this is this is serious. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the idea that again, out indefinitely, like this doesn't really happen to LeBron James. I mean, so he had he had the groin injury two years ago that kept him out a long time, and it looks like this could be, um, you know, kind of a- along the same thing. It was funny you mentioned that three pointer though, because you know, uh, Le- LeBron probably knew that that double digit point streak was on the line, and he wanted to try and get it. Though I, I don't, I don't think that was the only reason he stayed in the game. I'm sure he probably wanted to keep on trying to play, and then. He was just like, I can't do this no more. But but and, but but our, but our boy kept up that consecutive 
uh, you know, double-digit streak. He's pushing it out there. He's going to make sure no one can catch it. You know how it is. I mean, and to be honest with you, you know, I think LeBron may be really injured. But yeah. – Oh, I think he is. But, but do you think that there is – some slick play going on behind the scenes for him to like come back right before playoffs, fully healed, fully rested, fully energized. You know what I'm saying? Like in depth, it just seems very convenient to me that the timing in which he's going to be out feels like it's going to be right at the start of the playoffs. Well, it depends because right now, and this is, this is the big kicker, right? If we're going to just get the Lakers talk out of the way. Cause I definitely want to talk about LaMelo. If we get this out of the way, the Lakers are also without Anthony Davis. And so now the key is they're still third in the Western conference as of right now, but that's tough. I mean, without Anthony Davis and LeBron James, like how long can they feasibly stay at that at that point? They just lost to the Suns, you know, in the first game without without both LeBron and AD. And I suspect they're going to lose a good deal more because that's just, you all know, right. we, 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 we so, talk about the depth of the team and all that. And that's nice. But without the two of them, they they have no star power. None. So we have to, so we have to, this is, this is where my mindset goes with that. Right. It's like, when I think about the Lakers without LeBron and AD, I think this is going to be bad, but at the same time, at the same time, just last week, we was both saying that it doesn't really matter where the Lakers end up in the playoff race. As long as the Lakers are in the playoff race, when the playoffs come, I think that they'll be fine. Now, I, yeah, and I, and I think in theory, yeah, that that's true. But it's kind of like you would prefer to not have to be in a play-in situation if you're the Lakers. I mean, okay, not so that yeah. I don't think that they would win, but you don't want to be in that spot. No, 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 no. They need to be in the playoffs by the time these playoffs, these two players return. If they're not in the playoffs, like I mean, like six seed, like not playing in, then it's going to be trouble. You don't, like you said, I agree. You don't want to be in a playoff, a play in situation. You absolutely do not want to be in a play in situation yeah. if you're the Lakers, because in the playoffs, anything can happen. Anything you know? can happen. Anything yeah. can happen. So why would you put yourself in that situation? Yeah. But they, 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 they don't have a. I'm not going to say they don't have a choice. The jury's still allowed to see what happens with this team without those two players, and if they can keep some of it together. And, and I think that, you know, they're supposed to get AD back in theory in the next couple of weeks. So it's like if they could survive a couple of games until he's able to come back. And I guess that's the thing, right? Like, man, if, if he had, if he had been able to sit out potentially until the end of the season, that might've been really good for them because yeah. I don't like, you don't want to mess around with potential Achilles injuries. You know what I mean? Like, you no. and, and so I, I feel like that was probably part of the plan is like, as long as LeBron can keep carrying the load, it's like, you bring back AD whenever now you've got a problem because you you can't have both players out for a sustained amount of time. So like you said, it'll, it'll be interesting to see like who comes back first, where they're at when they come back um, and kind of how they, they end up R- random note before I jump off this is weird to me that the Clippers are the fourth seed. Like, I, I feel like after, after all the, all the discussion we've had in AD being out, um, you know, all this time and, and LeBron in the Lakers kind of going through a little bit of that struggle without him, even though they've been winning since the all-star break uh, with LeBron. It's just kind of like, man, y'all didn't take advantage of that. 
It just seems weird. I, mean, I know they've had some injuries too um, throughout the season, but I don't know. I'm just kind of like, what's going on with you guys? At the end of the day, the Clippers are going to clip, right? That's that's what they're going to do. But you're right. With Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and that whole lineup, they should have been able to take advantage and gain a little. I mean, they did win the other night. You know, Kawhi hit a couple of threes late in the game yeah. um, to help seal that victory. But um, they need to take it. I mean, this is this is it. This is, this is going to be the real shot right now. I mean, if they didn't take advantage of it with the Lakers not having just AD, now they don't have AD and LeBron. This is a real golden opportunity for the Clippers to to try to gain some steam. And I, I think so, yeah. And if yeah. they don't, if they don't, what do you think that says about the Clippers? I mean, to me, that says ain't going nowhere. Like they had yeah. their shot last year and they blew it to me. Um, if, if, it, if it ends up coming, coming that way, but, you know, at the same time, uh, star power sometimes in the playoff just wins out. Also, by the way, before we move on, somebody bubble wrap my dude, Nikola Jokic, and make sure he doesn't get hurt. We can't have our MVP candidates dropping like flies. You know, we got no. Joel Embiid went down we got lebron go down like like somebody keep Jokic healthy and get yes. that man his award you know what i mean yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so so now but, let's get to the one that you're most busted up about which would be Lamelo ball and that one was more of a freak injury really i mean yep. you're, you're just driving in the lane um you know put up a shot and landed weirdly on his wrist because you know how it is right you're falling you're out of control you try to break your fall with your hand and he, he came down weirdly on his right wrist and, and it, he was in pain right away. He, he stayed in the game. He shook it off. He shot two free throws, um, but he was in obvious discomfort. And then it comes out that he very likely has a fracture in his wrist. And this is crazy. This and, is crazy. And it's partially about where it is too. That's, that's the bad part is apparently yep. it's by his thumb. That's yep. not good. Um, yeah. if, if there, if it were maybe on another spot, like it, it would be painful and maybe he would miss time, but you might not be talking about him missing the rest of the season, but when it's by, when it's by that, that thumb area, I, I mean, that that's where like everything happens in, in, in a lot of ways it, that that's just almost unmanageable, man. Like I've, I've torn the ligament in my thumb before mm. and it's like mm. your hand is borderline useless. You know what I that's mean? That's crazy. And, and so I can only imagine, you know, what's going through his mind right now. He's, you know, apparently he was seeking second opinions, um, but it, it does seem like he's going to miss the rest of the year. In a year, he was he was going to win rookie of the year. Yes, he was, was going to win rookie of the year. And I am so, you know, I feel bad for the guy, LaMelo Ball. You know what I'm saying? Such a great story in the NBA. Um, everything that he's done to get to where he's at right now in a position where he can potentially win rookie of the year and, and, and really take that ball family to the next level in terms of just like conversations you can have in the barbershop. But um, I have a thing where I watch players that all, that seem to always be on the ground, right? Mm. Like after they go to the right, they always seem to be on the ground. And to me, that's something I feel like needs to be fixed early on in the player's career. Like they need to learn how to land, right? Yeah. Like you uh -huh. can't, you can't just always be on the ground. And for somebody like LaMelo, a 6'9", you know, point guard, forward, shooting guard, whatever you want to call him, he's going to the rack a lot. And early on in his career, in these early games, I've seen him on the ground a lot. And 
he has to break his fall. And what is he breaking his fall with? His hands. And where does he end up getting this injury? His wrist. And that's something that I feel like needs to be fixed immediately. Like, he needs to be able to either be a little stronger. Like, I kind of seen this with Zion, too, last year. Zion was going to the ground a lot. That's, jaw, that's too. Not, and, jaw, too. But that's jaw, not jaw had some really awkward falls, too. That's the other thing. Like, he'd be, like, landing on one leg, and it'd be, like, kind of wobbling and bending awkwardly. And I'm just yeah, like, ja, man. Yeah, I mean, because Jaw's so high up in the damn air. Every time he goes to the rack, it's just like you have to learn how to land. I mean, and it's tough too, but especially for Ja because he's in the air, he's going up against these big. I mean, he's really, he's really taking you know driving to the basket to the next level. He's not doing what Lamelo's doing. Lamelo may be kind of looking to pass most of the time. Ja's looking to dunk. Ja's attacking. Ja's Ja's looking yeah. to end you. He, yeah, exactly. He's looking to do that. He's like he's out here. So it, you know, it kind of makes sense for him. In a way, but like Lamelo, a lot of the times he's just on the ground, and here we are with this with this with this wrist injury. So hopefully, you know, it heals up nice. Like you said, it's by the thumb; it's a bad spot, but I think he'll I think he'll be fine. He'll yeah. come into next year and he'll be fine. But it's just unfortunate we're not going to be able to catch Lamelo Ball doing all this amazing stuff that he's been doing so far this season. Now it's on Anthony Edwards. You know what I'm saying? Is Anthony Edwards going to step up and win Rookie of the Year? Yeah, and he's he's the next logical question. I, I'm just thinking to myself, like, has LaMelo Ball played enough to win Rookie of the Year anyway? Like, like in terms of games. And, and I would say, especially in this more, in this, you know, slightly shortened season, I would say probably yes. That, that I would say played- no. You, you you don't you don't think so? I the mean, that's totally reason, fair because because I, mean, I feel like yes? it's kind of a borderline thing, right? Why do you why do you say yes? So okay, he's played half the season at this point, or a, l- a little bit more than half the season. It's not quite like a Zion thing last year, where it was like you know there there were still eighty two games, like they were spaced out and all that. But he only played like I don't know twenty games or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he came back and and then. It's wild because he came back the the day after Maya was born. So I remember staying up at night in the hospital watching that that first game of his. And yeah. then what? How how like two months later? Not even two months later. He got injured um, again. Yeah, it, yeah. The, then the pandemic hit and, and everybody was going home. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so and then he came back for what eight nine games something like that um, in the bubble, uh, but. Actually, did he even play in the bubble? I think they might. Nah, he didn't play down. in the bubble. Yeah, he yeah, they sh- the yeah, they shut him down. So yeah, he didn't even play that much. But but Lamelo at this point has played half the season. He's forty-one games out of a potential seventy-two. I feel like that's a good enough body of work where not that not that it should be sealed. Like he's definitely your rookie of the year right now. But that if you feel like Anthony Edwards or somebody else didn't give you enough, that I would be okay giving Lamelo ball the rookie of the year if if this was his last okay. game. So the key thing you said is if you feel like Anthony Edwards hasn't given you enough. If you feel like that right now, not saying you, but just like in general the people out yeah. there. If you feel like Anthony Edwards hasn't given you enough, the difference is there's a potential for him to give you more. You know? Yeah, yeah, and, there definitely is. And that right there to me is the only reason why I feel like the Noah Ball hasn't locked up rookie of the year because Anthony Edwards has had a slow but upwards trajectory for this mm-hmm. season. He hasn't been bumming it. I mean, he's if it's not LaMelo, it's Anthony Edwards. You know what I'm saying? Like, definitely. 
um, already. Like that, it was definitely one, two in the rookie in the rookie standings. So right now, with Lamelo being injured, there's potential for him to lock it up if Anthony Edwards doesn't continue to go up. But I do feel like Anthony Edwards is going to continue to get more comfortable. He's a baller. He sees the competitive nature in that and wanting to win that award. Like I, I see him wanting that and not not shying away from that. Um, mm-hmm. so I think that that's going to be interesting. Just just that right there, like you know the the Anthony Edwards mindset now, seeing that he may have the opportunity to go out there and get that award. Yeah, and you know what? I think it's the same kind of idea as the MVP awards, right? It, it, it's like if somebody gets injured, like them's the breaks. You know what I mean? It means that it that, just you happened. Know, it literally that, that you happened. haven't you haven't locked it up, right? So I mean, what were we talking about when Joel got hurt, right? It's like Joel was probably going to be the MVP to me yep. if he kept up yep. his level of play, but he got hurt, and so then yep. it's like, well, maybe you're looking at LeBron or Jokic. LeBron's yep. out, so it's like, it's, you know, what you got, Jokic. You know, yeah. it's like, it's it's like, like that's, that's just can, how it is. And, it kind of so, puts pressure on Jokic, too, to keep to keep his level of play up, if not take it to another level. You know what I'm saying? He has to stay at the level he's playing and keep going. Um, and like you said, so we need to put bubble wrap around him. But besides that, I mean, he should be fine. Yeah, absolutely. Um, while we're talking about the Ball family, um, I'm kind of interested in talking about some trades, some trade rumors, one yeah. of which involves the older ball brother that would be Lonzo. Cause uh, you know, and Jello can't play, uh, but yo man, put some respect on Jello's name, man. He's, he's he, he can play. He's just, not, I think the problem with Jello is he just doesn't have the right build for the player. He is. If that makes sense. Like he needs like three or four more inches to be able to make it. Yeah. No, no, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. He, he definitely, uh, cause he's what, like six, four, it's like six, three, something like that. Yes. And he plays like forward. Yeah. And see, that that's always the thing, right? Like when you see guys that are, you know, they're tall for their, you know, high school or whatever it is, right? They're like some yep. six, three, you know, six, four forwards. As a matter of fact, one one of them that I saw went and played in the NBA for a couple of seasons, that was Luke Heron Goaty. Uh, mm-hmm. When I was in, uh, was that Andrean high school? He was six, eight, and he was just like a bull. And he was like 250, you know, 240, 250 pounds. He just wrecking people in high school right and he goes into college he plays well at notre dame right and so he you know he's dominating right but then uh you go to the nba and he's what six eight 240 pounds or, or whatever it is so he's he's a true forward he can shoot a little but uh all the yeah. other six eight guys in the nba are like wings athletic yeah. wings that are high flyers and like stuff Tracy like McGrady. that <laughs> yeah exactly so so it's just like you're not special being six eight anymore you know what i mean yeah, like you yeah, can't yeah. just be a center so yeah so i think i think that uh you know it, it's interesting right when you talk about just how much of an outlier these people are man because mm-hmm. jello shows up any you know playground or or open gym or something like that he's cleaning up He's going to yeah, absolutely yeah. clean up, but yep. on an NBA basketball court, no, not the, not, nope, no, not happening. It's not but like yeah, so Lonzo, Lonzo's getting traded. Is it well, happening or not? So, so I am, I, I don't know if I'm saying that it, that it's a hundred percent, but it, it seems like it's trending that way. Uh, because first of all, Lonzo has been saying he wants to get paid. Like he wants $20 million on his next deal, you know, and, and, and his, and his opportunity to, to come out and, and get paid is coming because he is going to be a, he's a fourth year player. So his rookie deals almost up. Um, and then, so 
And so right now, what, you, what you're talking about is the possibility of um, the Chicago Bulls or maybe the Atlanta Hawks, uh, according yeah. to the, the rumors that I'm seeing. And yep. so I'm seeing those same rumors. And, and so it, it's, it's interesting because I feel like he could work in either place. I actually think that he would make he would make a good a good amount of sense for the Bulls. The, the question is like, OK, is he good enough to pay 20 you know, million dollars a year or be like a max player? He's not he's not quite like that to me. You know, no, he, he's, he's not. Really, he's really not. not. Um, but the Bulls, especially because um, I've watched them quite a bit, uh, is they really need a point guard, man, because they have they have a bunch of of, of shooting guards. Essentially, they don't have yeah. a real point guard that's worth anything. Lonzo doesn't really need the ball. You know, he's he's pretty low usage. He's just going to get the ball, get it to where it needs to go. And yeah. that's it. You know, he's not he's not going to pound the ball right now. The you know, the Bulls have just too many players uh, in, in their perimeter players that just they 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 dribble around a lot. They don't really know how to operate an offense. Yeah. but They can shoot it. Yeah, exactly. What you just said. To me, the Bulls make way more sense than the Hawks. Um, you know, the Hawks already got Trey Young. I can see Trey Young and Lonzo in the backcourt together, but I think Lonzo would flourish more with Chicago and having somebody like Zach Levine um on the wing where he can really dish it to and really put himself in a position where he can drive, pick and roll, and you know, dish out, do it, you know, get to his strengths. But in Atlanta, I don't really see where where Lonzo would, would fit in. Although Atlanta has been on fire these last like 20 games or whatever they've been yeah. killing it yeah they've been they've been on a little run but you know how it is sometimes like you change coaches mid-year and guys are, are really motivated you know they they want to you know they, they want to come back with a new energy and stuff like that and they're really seeming like they're doing that for nate mcmillan who's i mean that that's that's a nice thing right like you know you go from lloyd pierce um, you know, who's an experienced coach in his own right, but, but Nate McMillan's been a coach in this league, he's been a head coach, assistant coach for a long time. He knows yep. what he's doing, you know? Yep, yep, and, yep. and so, and so they're playing really good basketball right now, but I feel like, yeah, with, with, with Atlanta, I don't even know if Lonzo fully projects as like a starter to me. You know what nah, I mean? And that's the thing. Yeah. He doesn't even, look, he doesn't even look like a starter going to Atlanta. I mean, we're, where does he fit in in that rotation? Like I just I don't I don't I don't really see it. I because Trey because Trey Young's your point guard. You don't you don't need another point guard, right? No, it, it, it's like he's not just a shooter. Like he knows how to play the position. You know, it's like he he's always been a good player at at the position. You know, and and uh, you know operating the pick and roll, just just generally, just just doing what a point guard's supposed to do. He can do all that. So, yeah. but but the Bulls don't have that. So I feel no. like that would make some sense for them. Um, need to make that happen. What are some more trades we got? Yo, so one that'll probably be near and dear to your heart is apparently the Celtics are interested in Aaron Gordon, and Aaron Gordon is interested in the Celtics. Yes, I've heard. I'm I'm interested in this right here. This is something that uh I want to see happen, but it's very interesting the pieces that may have to move in order for it to come to fruition. And and in speaking about some of those pieces, right? So the Celtics are involved in a couple of potential trade rumors, right? So you've got Aaron Gordon as a possibility yep. uh, for for the Celtics, and apparently that's their top target. That's what I keep seeing, um, you know, with with uh, with reporters around the league, is that he's now the 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 top gun they're going for. Um, the Celtics have also been checking in on John Collins, another guy I know you like. Uh, over, I like over in Atlanta. We talked, we've yeah. talked about him a little bit in the yeah. past. Um, yeah. They're interested in him, but in particular, Atlanta has said 
that they would like Marcus Smart back in a trade potentially if they if they traded for John Collins or like a, a Bogdan Bogdanovich Ooh. or something like that. So Ooh. so Atlanta's interested in Marcus Smart. And I feel like and I, I wrote about this a little bit yesterday. I was, you know, doing a little bit of uh, you know, studying up on what people said about what people said about these Celtics trades around the league. And kind of the feeling is that it might be a bit hard to do a trade without Marcus Smart involved because it seems like not everybody's particularly high on the other Celtics role players, um, like, you know, a Peyton Pritchard or like an Aaron Neesmith or something like that. I mean, I wouldn't be either. Who else, who else would you want from the Celtics if you're not getting one of the starters? Yeah, like a Robert Williams maybe. But, but again, Robert Williams is, is, you know, kind of inconsistent. He has really good moments. And then, if I'm and the then, Celtics, I'm not trading Robin Williams. I'm keeping him. And and I think that that's that seems to be a common sentiment, you know, that there's room for him to to grow in in this role. Like you need to give him more minutes, not less, or not trade him off the team. Um, and then you know, Romeo Langford has been mentioned, but Romeo Langford hasn't really played enough to have any trade value. So it's kind of like, what's your best bargaining chip? Because you're not you're not getting rid of. You know, what's funny as I read about this is that apparently the Hawks. The, the first time the Celtics reached out talking about John Collins, the Hawks first thing was like, how about a trade package centered around Jalen Brown? And the Celtics were like, Psh. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And I guess that's the thing, right? You know, the, the Celtics were like, yeah, well, are we getting Trey young and Deandre Hunter? But I mean, yeah. that's just how, that's just how it is though. Right. It's like, when you're talking about all-star caliber players, you're not giving up an all-star caliber player for less than all-star caliber, you know, replacement. Exactly. exactly. And, and so, but, but I guess like that's, that's gamesmanship. I highly doubt Atlanta really thought they were going to trade Jalen Brown. They're just like over here. We're like, well, this is our market. But if, but if you're, if you're the Celtics, your best trade ship is probably Marcus smart because Kemba Walker, if he were healthy might be the best one. But you yeah. also have to think about the fact that Kemba's over 30 now. He's got shaky knees that he's yeah. still kind of recovering from. So yep. as much as everybody is saying, like, yeah, go ahead, trade Kemba, Kemba Walker. Like, you know, just go ahead and get rid of him. That's not the most realistic option. Yeah, it's, I mean, you have and, to think about what his market is. Yeah, and Kemba hasn't really, like you said, been playing at the level that he needs to play at to really build, you know, genuine trade value interest in himself in the game, you know, for the, for the Celtics, if they're going to trade Kimber, like Kimber hasn't really been building up that trade value. So if I was the Celtics, you know, it would be tough, but I guess you're going to have to entertain trading Marcus smart. If you want to put yourself in a position to get some pieces, that's going to help you win now, but you'll be giving up a lot. You know what I'm saying? You'd, I feel like you'd be giving up a lot and is it really worth it? And that's, yeah. and that's the big question. And so would it in your mind, would a trade for either Aaron Gordon or John Collins be worth it? Well, I'm kind of feeling the Aaron Gordon situation just I because I feel like what we may be given up in leadership and in heart and it may be defense. We, we will be gaining in like youthfulness, enthusiasm and just size. And this guy is good on offense too. You know, Aaron Gordon's not just a dunker, you know, he, he can rebound, he can shoot the ball. 
40 percent three-point shooter and, as a yeah, and, and then on top of that he's shooting like closer to 50 percent on catch and shoot three-pointers so it's exactly. like he doesn't need the he doesn't need the ball to make it happen no, no. and and i think that that's better than what marcus smart is shooting the ball at so you're not really necessarily losing there you you, you, you may be gaining so that's a, that's a situation that makes sense to me the collins trade i don't really see i feel like with collins like he needs somebody like a trey young he needs that system and that situation in atlanta mm. that kind of got him to where he's at i don't think he's necessarily found his own identity yet as an individual player in this league Aaron Gordon's been around for a little while. He's been doing the dunk contest and doing all these things. He's playing like he's kind of developed himself there in Orlando. So he he may understand, and, and it may be a little bit easier of a transition for him to come from over there in that system and that coaching staff and transition into what the Celtics got going on and make adjustments. That's just from what I'm seeing and what I what I feel. That's my opinion, and that's what I think I know. But, yeah, that's that's how I feel about that. Yeah. And you know, the other thing too, and this, this is kind of a, a, a smaller point, but might be important is that Aaron Gordon uh, actually has another year left on his deal. I believe John Collins does not. So John Collins would be heading into free agency if the Celtics traded for him. And so they would have to immediately get under the gun to re-sign him. And Danny mm. Ainge has said, he's not really interested in doing that. Like he wants, he wants to know that if he trades for a guy or he brings some like a guy in um, via those means that he's going to have a chance to re-sign him and keep him yeah. around instead of, and just lose him for a rental. Right. And, and, and you could see obviously, right. That, you know, if the Celtics balked at trading for John Collins, you know, giving up Marcus Smart, you know, one of your leaders, a guy who's been here for a while for a couple months of John Collins, like you could see how that would not be that appealing. You know no. what I mean? You know, no. be, be, because because then because then you just lost him, right? And He's and gone. you're probably not ever getting him back. You know, from that standpoint, an Aaron Gordon trade would probably be more appealing because then you would you would have an opportunity to sign him back if you really like him that much. Um yeah. Now, what about the Kyle Lowry stuff? So apparently the Miami Heat have been sniffing around Kyle Lowry uh, for a potential playoff push, you know, because they've they've started to find their their legs, uh, you know, after really struggling for quite a long time to get it yeah. going at, at the beginning of the season. So now there's a lot the, of teams out there right now finding their legs. Honestly, Yeah. And so they currently are the fourth seed right now, or they're, they're, yeah, they're the fourth seed in the Eastern conference. They're tied for, for record with the Atlanta Hawks. And then you have what you've got like three teams with 21 wins at the end of there, which by the way, the Celtics are the eighth seed right now, man. What's going on with that? I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about the Celtics. You want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about the Celtics. An another time, another time, but, but it yeah. sounds like, you know, Kyle Lowry is kind of being viewed as maybe, a piece that could get them over the hump if they were able to get into the, the conference finals. So Kyle Lowry to the Heat is something I see making sense. The Heat already have a team full of kind of older veterans with Jimmy Butler, Dragic. Yeah. And I feel like you bring Kyle Lowry there, he's going to add another layer to their defense. He's going to add another layer to their intensity and to their leadership because he's been to the promised land, got a championship. And it's, I mean, and Kyle Lowry needs a change. It may bring some energy out of Kyle Lowry. You know what I'm saying? Some new life out of him. But Kyle Lowry, how I feel about him, you know, I'm a Celtics fan, so I'm not really, you know, I'm not really <laughs> big on Kyle Lowry. So <laughs> it's just like, whatever. 
Yeah. Now, now, if, if that means trading away Tyler Hero and or Duncan Robinson, do you do that? No. Maybe Duncan Robinson, yes. Tyler Hero, no. Because Ty, Tyler Hero, I, I mean, yeah, I, I think that he's still, again, the, the consistency was something that we kind of saw come and go last year. But he's just got some natural scoring ability. Like, he's the, a nice he's player. A young, he's, a, he's a young kid. Give him a chance to develop, see what you can do with him. And then maybe make a move, but don't. I don't think you should get rid of him this soon in his second year. You know, like I, I think that there's certain players that come into the league on their rookie contracts, their little you know, three, four year rookie contracts, and these teams give up on them in the first year or two, and they never really actually give the player or do a good job at developing the player. And that's a. I think this is a prime situation of that. Like if the Heat do trade Tyler Hero, I, I think they'd be doing it too soon. Give the kid a chance to develop. You see what he did in the playoffs last year. He was doing his thing. Give him another chance this year. Give him more playing time. And, and, and it just continues to develop him and see what happens in the next year. Because these kids grow tremendously in the offseason when you add on if they've been getting a lot of playing time. Yeah, and you know what? I think that, um, you know, I was looking at some of his stats, right? And he's only shooting like 31% or something like that from three, which I feel like he's going he's gonna to be better than that. You know, like, he's, like that's, that's definitely not going to be better than that. Yeah. Like, like that's not really Tyler hero. He'll, he'll be better. Now. How about we, this is a sophomore year. It could be a sophomore slump. You know what I'm saying? Give the kid a chance. So how about this, man? There's lots of more trades and stuff like that, but those I feel like are the big ones. So let, let's go ahead and do our signature segment. Cash. And yeah. Trash. Cash. Let's, and trash. let's go. All right. Trash. You mind if I start this one off right now? Go for it, man. Go All right, for it. ma'am. Cash. I was literally just hooked on my phone last night during this game because because you know that uh, so I, I was like trying to stream the Boston Celtics game, um, yeah. but I was having a little bit of trouble, so I didn't get to watch it. So basically, I was just I doing. Did, I like, did see the I did see the jaw highlight from last night. So so I was just kind of like scrolling ESPN, scrolling Twitter, and it the jaw Morant highlight. Like there were like five. It's like this man was, he was just doing all kinds of stuff. This like, is true, this is true. There, this there, is was true. The, there was the levitating reverse layup that he had where he was just like floating inches off the ground. He jumped off the wrong foot and everything, flipped it up with his left hand. There was, was the nice. one where, where he went coast to coast, went behind the back on a dude. And, and, and it's just like, he just did it so smoothly. Like dudes were out there just looking like cardboard cutouts on the court. And he's just like, you know, <laughs> go, just, he's just going around him. And then, that dunk though that's the one like dylan brooks threw a terrible can, can we talk about that dylan brooks threw a terrible hoop. like you that know, was like that that, that, was, that was a danny green level alley-oop you know what i mean like 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 danny green <laughs> would be like getting all kind of hate last year because he would be throwing terrible oops to lebron and to and to ad and they would just have to go up and make all these crazy finishes he's going to the danny green jr smith school of throwing oops and, and and Ja just like I don't even really like he he reached out and behind himself to with grab his left his hand ball and threw with it, his it with, his, with his left with his off hand with his off hand it's just yeah. like how how what yeah. are you doing I fell into some Ja Morant highlight reel holes in in the past um, and it's 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 impressive. The kid is really, really talented. He's, you know, he's so athletic that he can do things like that. You know what I'm saying? And he's young, and you can see the youthfulness in his legs when he's jumping around. Um, 
that alley-oop that he caught last night against the Celtics was ridiculous. Like, I didn't think, I thought he was going to grab it with two hands. I thought he was going to grab it with his left and then, you know, grab it with his right. Like, grab it with his left, put his right hand on it and put it down with two hands. But he just did it with one hand, kind of off. Like, his his body angle in the air was, was he was almost horizontal. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, it's just, it's, it, that's the type of stuff that you pay to see. So somebody photoshopped uh, like the monsters grabbing his legs or whatever. Yeah. It's just exactly. like not even the monsters can stop this man from dunking. And I'm just like, yeah, no, that, that that's you can photoshop that. That's how that's what it looked like. <laughs> yes, yes, it just doesn't look real. The man's 21 years old. Like man, yeah. I, I remember when when we first saw him coming out and we saw how athletic this guy was, and we were talking about. He looked like like a like Derrick Rose or something like that with just like yeah. the insane bounce. It's just like yeah, yeah. Derrick Rose did some crazy stuff, crazy yeah. stuff. But yeah. even he didn't do that. Like that was yeah. something else. No, no, no. That was that was crazy. And I'm pretty sure there's a whole lot more coming from Ja. It's gonna also, be interesting. Can we talk about this man's layup package? Like he needs his own layup package on 2K. But that's what I'm saying. It's is he is his athleticism he's in the air for so long like he can just kind of do what he wants if he's not dunking it <laughs> like, yes he would just be up here reading a book he'd be over yeah. here che- checking his emails firing yeah. off a few tweets oh, you know. let me send off a few tweets before i lay this up he should take he should take a selfie honestly no, he should God. just be like hey check this out um, people like him should be in a dunk contest I mean, it, it, and so it's funny though, because he said he, he wouldn't do it because he doesn't want to get robbed by the judges. All right, on to some trash. So uh-huh. the Houston Rockets, I feel so bad for Steven Silas, man. Cause I, I mean, I thought you that there was they, a yo, it's so funny. You put they lost and I put they won. Is my yeah, guy. exactly. Right. So 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 my my trash from earlier this week was that the Rockets lost 20 straight games, uh-huh. which is like that that is one that's one of the worst stretches of basketball probably any team has ever had in nba history um and you know they just got christian wood back so that that helped out uh as as i'm sure you're gonna point out but it's like man just seeing how crushed he was at that presser the other day and and just generally man like just just thinking that there's no reason they need to be that bad right no no, I, I mean, though, no. though there there have been injuries, right? So, um, you know, they they've been without Victor Oladipo points. They've been without Christian Wood, their leading yeah. scorer and rebounder, and stuff like that. That's never a good sign. No, nope. um, but but man, like you know, the, the rust thing just just did not that nope. just did not go well. And, and and John Wall is just um, he's he's back, but he's not like back back. And you know, Demarcus Cousins sitting down. Like there's just things going on with the Houston Rockets where. It, it, it looks like it could be chemistry issues, but they're going to be bad for a long time, and you can see that. Yep, and and I mean there are people already pointing to um, you know the ownership being the problem, and and you know that that's what drove James Harden out of town, and, and that that's part of the reason they're going to be bad. And honestly, you would hate to see it. At the same time, as as you have pointed out, they got off that slide. Yeah, and that's going to be my cash. You know, just not even really necessarily them getting off the slide but seeing John Wall's smile at the end of the game looked like yes and just seeing the, the excitement from the team um and in the in the closing moments of the game they was really excited to be snapping this losing streak Absolutely. and that's a good sign 
So if the team's that excited and they want to be snapping this streak, it could be the coach and it could be the ownership, like you said. And that's that's pretty much my cash, man. I feel good for teams when they finally snap losing streaks. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna. I only have. I have one more other cash. I have one more other cash though, yes, because sir. that right there was that right there was just like you know kind of a, a right behind yours, you know, because you said yeah, your trash yeah, yeah. was them losing, my cash was them winning. But my other cash is this, Rajon Rondo's pettiness. I love it. Legend. I love the legend of Rajon's pettiness. I mean, although he's done some wild things like spitting players' faces and stuff like that, but what he did to Schroeder when he palmed the ball and put it in his face after like the aggressive defense, um, you know, Rajon Rondo bringing the ball down the court with the <laughs> Atlanta Hawks. They're playing against the Lakers. He's bringing the ball down the court. Schroeder's playing a little bit of a, like a an aggressive chest up defense on him. You know, Rondo's not even past half court yet and it's kind of like why are you playing so aggressive like what's going on so he kind of gives him like a little elbow push you know shooter kind of stumbles back you know they, they chest up again you know they post up again yeah, and this is all happening out like five feet outside the three-point line <laughs> like <laughs> so then they kind of they kind of bump yeah. again it's like it's like they kind of post up again and bump again and then you know there's a foul called on shooter and rondo just picks up the ball and just kind of like palms it and just puts it right next to Schroeder's head. Like, on his face. Like, puts the ball on his face. And I think Rondo got a tech for that because it's like, what the hell are you doing? And it's just like, yeah, I mean, Schroeder didn't really respond to it. There was not really any, like, aggressiveness or any, like, fight-type situation that happened after that. But I just started laughing because it's like, man, Rondo, don't you ever change. You know what I'm saying? No, like, never. you're going to keep that same energy all the time. It made me think about him having beef with Westbrook's brother, in the bubble. Oh, was yeah. Like the barber. He was the bubble's barber. So it's like Rondo was like, fuck it, I'm not getting a haircut. Like, I don't need a haircut. No, no, it's seriously. Like... It's, it's like, don't <laughs> sit down in that dude's chair. He's going he's gonna to mess you up. You're going to push your hairline back about six inches. Like, that's going to happen. You're going to like shave. Rondo, Yeah, yeah. Rondo's just a wild guy. So that's like my cash. And my trash is this right here. Trash. Teams sitting players because things aren't working out. So this happened with Blake Griffin. Try. This happened with Andre Drummond. Try. And it's currently happening with LaMarcus Aldridge. Try. And the reason why it's bothering me so much is because I got Aldridge on my fantasy basketball team. Try. I need him to be playing. <laughs> like, I'm not getting no points for this guy. I had to put him on the IR. Like, what is going on? Like, why does this keep happening with teams and players? Like, oh man, I wish they could just play. Try. It's like, I'm on the player's sides. In some of these, I mean, in the, in the in the Lamarcus Aldridge situation, the team and the player came to a decision that they both just wasn't going to rock with each other anymore and yeah. just going to sit and stuff like that. But it's like it's like why couldn't it just be like a James Harden situation where he still wants to get out of there, but he's still playing and balling because this is going to help me and my fantasy basketball team. I'm sitting in like last place or like second to last or third to last place. I need this for my fantasy basketball team. So that's my trash is teams sitting players when my fantasy basketball team needs them. And for all the fantasy basketball players out there who have been going through this, especially this season with COVID restrictions and all types of crazy stuff going on, I feel for you. Absolutely. You know what? And, and, and we talked about the business aspect of it before, right? Uh, 
you know, that they're protecting their investment, you know, and they, they want to be able to trade a guy on their terms and, and not have their value compromised. And, you know, it, it's, it's a business and all that. Right. And so they're just like, yeah, forget you fantasy owners. Yeah, like, I don't yeah, care about yeah. none of y'all. Just like the players are like, I don't care about your fantasy teams, but it's like, but we they care don't. about our fantasy teams. Yeah, man, I got money on this, man. Well, that's it for this episode. Of I think I know basketball. You know what I'm saying? All these trade rumors, the injuries. Tell us what you think is going to happen. Make sure you comment. Hit us up on social media. I'm your boy, Keese. I'm your boy, Kyrie. Till next time. Yeah.